Back in March of last year, when the world was falling apart in ways that we've never seen before, we were all trying uh, to figure out what these things were that we were wearing on our faces. I saw a Facebook update from our next guest, who lives in Pahrump. She was making masks for people as fast as humanly possible. I talked to Sarah Walker about how the virus was affecting Pahrump and who she was sending her masks to. And we got Sarah on Zoom now for an update. Welcome. Um, How's your year been, Sarah? Oh, since we last talked, it seems like we've lived 10 years, Hmm. literally. But we have to back up before March, right before I started making masks, I think the whole town of Pahrump really had the virus before there was ever testing or anything because we were all sick in February. Interesting. Yeah. Like we didn't get out of bed for a week and that's not like me at all. In the town of Pahrump, we live five miles out of the center of town, but we're all spread out. And so whatever hit, you know, it hit at the end of January and by March 1st, I was ready to get up and I started paying attention to this story, mm-hmm. you know, and by the middle of, well, I worked on a mask pattern for like a month, mm. but by the 24th of March, I, I couldn't sit still and just watch things happen. And so I wound up asking for donations and we wound up, uh, just sewing masks as fast as we could. My mom and dad lived in in Vegas and they would send stuff that they gathered up. And then I had, you know, some local places here. So, you know, I was knee deep in sheets and (laughs) cotton fabric and, you know, what pattern to use. And, you know, we just started sewing on, I think around the 24th. And then I had this sweet lady that came from here that worked in Vegas. And so we got this whole system down to where we were delivering masks and she was doing one or 200 every Monday or Tuesday to the, to the senior centers or wherever somebody needed them. And we just did that for months. You just said your uh, mother and father lived in Las Vegas. I understand that your father is no longer with us. Yeah, he passed. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Um, He passed away. On November 17th, but he's, he tested, he's one of the ones that tested positive twice. He had dementia. The last time I saw him, he was here to pick up his cane on around the 4th of July, but he wasn't hospitalized until August 1st. He was there for three weeks. We thought he was fine. He gets home and He's re-hospitalized in October with a brain bleed and he tested positive for the COVID virus again. Well, with dementia, we're finding out that basically they go downhill really fast. And so if you get somebody out of the hospital, you're still not out of the woods. Mm. And part of the reason why I contacted you, you know, there's so much, you know, I've lost over a hundred people this year. (laughs) So... It's, um, it's like every part of my life, people who helped me run the masks out to Vegas, people who gathered the stuff, they're passing away now, you know, and my second father figure, they had his funeral in our old church three months to the day that, that my dad died. So this is really tough, but, you know, 
I just have to share a story because it's so overwhelmingly unusual, mm-hmm. you know, kind of warn people, you know, you're not out of the woods. If you get out of the hospital, please, you know, still wash, still socially distance. I'm, I, I want to give you a hug. I, I wish that I could just go to Pahrump and give you a hug, and I will someday. Brother also um, had some I- issues. Uh, talk to me about what happened there. You know, every time we think that we're we're going to be okay and things are, you know, my birthday was the 3rd of February. When it happened to be on my birthday that we came back home, and I found out that my brother's auto shop in North Carolina in Mooresville had burned to the ground. And he lost everything. And so we're trying to get the word out. NASCAR is going to be in Vegas in March. And if you hear Jesse Walker, Mm. that is my brother. And he is supporting five kids and five or seven employees. So he he needs like $20,000 a month just to cover the bills. And now he's lost all of his tools and this, you know, you, an auto shop is like a fabric store, you know, there's so much invested in the supplies to get you to be able to do your job. Mm-hmm. And when it goes up in smoke, like he's, he's salvaging things, but it's going to take some time. And so, you know, the first original story was nine classic cars lost in a fire and oh. it's Moore's Bowl, and it's Jesse Walker. And there's a GoFundMe page, but you know, if you have um, even a jar of nuts and bolts, send it to him, you know, because right now it's like, you know, my husband and I, even though this has been a really rough year, not much has changed for us. He's got epilepsy. And so we've lived close to the bone for years. Nothing has changed for us except for we're, you know, we always do service and stuff. And so, but we're helping people and we're, when we came home from my dad's funeral, I just said, we're doing Christmas. We built Christmas for 25 kids out here through donations and just got them sent back out. And there were people that were willing to help. And I basically have a really nice front porch. And I said, please come and drop this stuff off. They just dropped it off. And then I would text someone else and say, you know, can you pick this up and deliver it to these families? And, you know, that's what we did. So we just bagged stuff up in garbage bags and sent it on its way. And there's a lot of people that are helpful out here like that. So are you still making masks? Occasionally, you know, the hardest part for me after my, after my dad, you know, we bury, we, okay. So when you have a body that you have to transport, he was born in, he was uh, born in Blanding, Utah. So we had to get a permit to to travel with him and because of it being Thanksgiving week we didn't get his okay to go until we buried him on Saturday after Thanksgiving and um anyway it was just a long thing and I said you know I'm not even going to think about this till after Christmas and so my focus was get home and get into helping other people for Christmas. And then I thought, okay, we're okay. And then when our friend died last week, I told my husband, I'm done. I like walking. I walk around the house. I've given up the Kleenex. I just have a cry towel, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So anyway, so coming up to Easter, I decided instead of making a whole bunch of masks, because I still had a whole bunch, 
cut out, you know, as they, as they're needed and I still have fabric and stuff. So, you know, if we run out, then I can hurry up and whip some up, but it's taken me some time to be able to sit down because if you can imagine some of the things I have cut out are my dad's sheets that, you know, the top sheet that was never used. Oh. And, and so I decided I was going to, especially right now, um, I traced around a bunny and I'm making these things called love bunnies. And it's something to hold on to for like kids in crisis or, you know, somebody that I know who has lost someone, they just need something to do with their hands. And so that's what I'm going to do is just do a few of those up and try to just stay positive. That sounds wonderful, actually. I'm going to check in with you um, in a few months, probably over the summer. Sarah Walker, uh, thank you for talking to me. Hey, thanks for taking the time to hear our story, too.